This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Evan Roberts Podcast. In addition to this podcast, I've been waiting so long to finally do. It's the FatherCast. And... I wanted to bring in a couple of fathers around this radio station to talk about fatherhood and specifically focus on traveling with Memorial Day weekend coming up. And one of the fathers that needed to be a part of this is the father of WFAN. He actually has 35 children. I think he's most famous for being the father of many kids, more so than even producing Mike Francesa, and that is Brian Monzo. Mons, I'm honored that you would join me on this father cast. First of all, how many kids do you have? I have uh, six we know about, and... uh... (laughs) You know, the rest is, uh, you know, we have six living at the house right now. We have six <laughs> living at the house right now. How many boys and how many girls? There are two boys, the okay. oldest and the youngest, and they are sandwiched uh, around four girls. Oh, my. What are the ages of these kids? Go ahead, quick. Uh, my oldest will be nine in July. Nine in July. Uh, then we just went through the birthday tour, so we had one turn seven, I believe, in March. I believe. Six one. yesterday. <laughs> okay. Oh, happy birthday. Uh Four in April. Nine, six, four. No, nine, seven, six, four. Nine, seven, six, um, four. Lorelai is three. Oh, my God. I, I think. Oh, three. You, dude, this is a problem. And, Do you uh, not know your kids' ages and names? I know. I, hey, look, they're all between. And then, uh, no, no, I already said that. Um, one, two, three, four. No, no, hold on. I'm sorry. I was wrong here. Hold on. <laughs> this is the best part of the podcast. <laughs> I'm 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 half distracted by doing a couple other things right now. Um, well, right. stop so, doing other things. You're doing a father cast. You got to right, focus. All right, eight, seven, six, four, two, and just turned one. Now, if I tested you and said, "Give me their real quick, no pausing and uh, uh, age, birthday, and name," go ahead. Uh, Colton, July fifteenth. Uh, Scarlett, when the age two. <laughs> Well, we went went over the age, so how many times you can answer the same question? You know what? Just give me, forget age. Name, birthday, go. Uh, Colton, July 15th. Scarlett is May, uh, March 30th. Vivian is May 21st. That was easy. It was yesterday. I had a couple races at Belmont that day, the day she was born. Uh, (laughs) Lorelai is April 16th. Brooks is August 3rd. And Aurora is April 25th. Okay. Or Or 23rd. You got through that. That was a little shaky. Uh, the other father that's joining us is Andrew Bogus, who you can hear on the CBS Sports Network. You do not have nearly as many kids as Christ. Mons. I hope my right? wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, so. I just have two that we know of, uh, right. eight, eight and five and a half. And that half is really important, as you guys know. Yes. With little ones, they care about the fraction of a year. Okay, so we have great versatility on this panel. We've got Monzo with, was it six kids you said? Six, yes. Six kids. You know, want to do their names and birthdays again? Not, no <laughs> shot. Why don't you do it this time? Okay, Lorelai is five. No, four. Colton is two. Nine. I've got two names. I'm pretty. Brooks Eight. is three. Two. Close. Uh, right. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Sorry about that. And I am, I guess I fit more as the rookie because I only have one child. His name is Jet, and he's two and a half. So we've got six. More on the way or just one? Uh, hopefully someday. Not now. Not at this moment. 
Uh, Monzo's got six. Andrew Bogish has two. I have one. And the ages are kind of in that same grouping. So I like the paddle we've put together for this. Uh, this is very, very exciting. Mons, I'll start with you. Okay. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> is Mons done, by the way? Is six the cap? That's a great question. Are well, you done? Oh, the only thing I'll tell you is my wife is not pregnant. So <laughs> and that's that's the best I can give you Now, I may point. ask a personal question that's here fine. so you can obviously say that's personal. Don't ask it. Have you guys done anything to make sure that you don't have any more kids? Uh, no. Okay, so it can still happen. If, uh, based on how that happens, yes. If it's... <laughs> If it's up to her, does she want more? Or my is she my done? wife would have like thirty kids. Really? Yes. And how about you? How do you feel about it? You know, it, it's I get the designated driver. So, no, no, no you laughing get for that. The I designated thought... driver. <laughs> what the hell does that she, mean? She, she can't drink drinks. while she's pregnant. Oh, oh, I got you. Okay. Um, when she's pregnant, not yes. when she just. But she's kids. always pregnant. God, true. You know, okay. you get two thousand per kid tax time. I think it is. <laughs> so, um, the government owes him money at this point. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I know it is. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I don't. I, I don't know. It's the, here's how I look at it. I know this is gonna sound weird. Once you have like two, what's three? What's we have three? What's four? Once you have six, what's seven? Well, that I, see, I understand what's six, what's seven. I don't feel that way at one, and I don't think I would feel that way at two. Do you feel that way at two? Like, what's what the hell? I'll have a third. Well, three scares me just in the in the numbers portion, like being outnumbered on a, and like you want to talk about traveling, like being on a plane, two of us, three of them. That right. scares me, but. You know, we've gone back and forth about having a third one. And I even remember talking to our old boss, Eric Spitz, about that because he has three. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a gap between his middle son and his younger daughter. And he said, when we were thinking about it, we got really good advice. I'll give it to you. You will never regret having a third, but you may regret staying on two. Meaning, like, there's always a positive in having another kid. Right. But if you go, oh, you know, when you become, when you can't physically do it anymore right and you go um you know we should have done it that regret could exist it, you'll never have a third and go we shouldn't have had a third i, I hate to go back See, I, I actually figured spitz would tell him not to so he doesn't have to take any time off <laughs> <laughs> well, it was truly before he left so maybe he knew it wouldn't be his issue if we did have a third one that's funny and with Monzo, i already remember now he has four girls and two boys what did you say again you're split one my, one? my daughter is a just turned eight my son's okay. five and a half okay so an older daughter yes. and then a brother but that would see to me i'm at one and yeah we plan on having a second if it's a girl i'm done like that's and i think my wife feels the same way we got a boy we got a girl let's call it a day i think if it's another boy it leads the question of hey maybe we try for a third you're in that split mode right now yeah and and mons was in that split mode at first when he only had two wouldn't that lead you to say eh, i'm good yeah i mean i think i would it was i was definitely nervous and we didn't know either time what we were having until the baby was here and i was definitely a little bit nervous. even then it's questionable yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been heartbroken. I, had, I actually had a friend who was like, apparently, and we weren't there, but like visibly disappointed, kind of, when oh his third God. daughter was born because yeah. he wanted that first son. Yeah. Um, but like, I was, a, I was, I guess, nervous as the fair world. Like, I wanted to have a son, and I didn't know that we were gonna have a third one. Didn't think we we're gonna have a third one. So I was thinking this was my last chance to get one. So right. I was definitely relieved when uh, when Jay came out. Yeah, I mean, you're in a good spot with the one on one, Mons. You've always talked about going down to Disney, and the thing that always jumped out at me, and this was before I ever had a kid, so mm-hmm. I didn't understand what it would be like to travel, but you would basically put all those kids and your wife in a van yes. or a car, and you would drive down to Orlando, which One is of my favorite good... things I do all year. Did you ever try to fly? No. Did you ever make that attempt? No. Have you ever taken your kids on a plane? No. They have never been on a plane? Never been on a... Uh, no. 
No, not everyone. Is there intrigue in trying something like that, or is it? Yeah, when they get a little older, maybe. But right now, you don't think they could do it? No, they can do it. First off, it's cheaper to drive. It is. I give you that. You know, you get to, uh, you know, you get to experience. I wrote a whole blog on my wife's website about driving down to Disney and what the parks are, and um, I enjoy seeing the country. You know, you don't. I ninety five. Yes, I don't. You know, I like. I know how, when, when am I ever in Georgia? You know, so I like driving through Georgia. But Mons, look, I love driving. Right, so you're talking to a guy that, and I've driven. I've done many a trip. I know all it's your kinds thing. of trips. I've driven love it. to you know every president's father's That's home. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, William Henry Harrison's birthplace. You name it. I love it. The trip to Florida is the most boring car trip a human being could make. Yeah, so this I guess trip so. that you're talking about about seeing America, it's the ass of America. That's fine. Okay, I'm just pointing that out. Okay, so what what what's your question? No, no, my, my point is it's not like you see it's not like no, you're I, I, I enjoy mountains. the drive. It's you know, the kids are fine for it. You well, know? what are the other perks though? Because you said there are perks to doing it. Stop you, a cracker barrel a few times. But now with the expense part. Well, here's the other thing now. With, yes. I need, so I have a transit, which sits 15 people. Uh-huh. I can't fly and rent a transit, probably. I got you. I had for, I don't have it anymore, but I had a six-child stroller. To lug that on an airplane would be a bitch. They no, no, make I, such a thing? Yeah, I had six to get. Six kids? Yeah. Actually, people took pictures with it in at Epcot. <laughs> Not with the kids in it. Just it was a tourist thing. attraction. It was. They they thought it was part of the uh, part of France. I think. <laughs> I think with the amount of kids you have right now, of course you would drive. Now, when you were only at one or two, though, the perk of flying is that it's just a lot quicker, right? From an expense standpoint, it's also not as big of a difference. If you make the trip in one full swoop, you're right. Well, but if you ever have to stop over. Now, all of a sudden, that cost level is completely changing. We do stop over one night yeah, on so, the drive down. Yeah, but with, with only one or two kids, you can see how that cost starts to add up if you're driving. Now you're getting a room. Now you're paying for gas, wear and tear on the cart. You're buying more food because you're stopping, and it takes longer. And there's an inconvenience to stopping at a motel. That's the thing I run into with a kid. When I used to stop at a motel by myself, it's oh, great. I get out of a freaking car, and I go in. With a kid, you got to take like a million bags with you to it's make all, sure. It's all pre-planned. My wife has every, she is a saint, man. She gets everything. She has the night we're staying separately bag. Every every kid's clothing is in a plastic bag for that day. So everybody knows what they're wearing. That's, here's every, the it's problem, all planned out. Bogus, here's the problem with this discussion. I think, and I think your wife is probably great. My wife is great. I think Monzo's wife does like everything. Well, she so, does everything ahead of time. Okay. I mean, she's very organized when it comes to stuff like this. So it's not like we're not just like, all right, throw a couple things together and we'll, we'll drive somewhere. It's, you know, this trip is very, it's, uh, our trip is about a year planned in advance. Right, I In every you. capacity. You, I buy gift cards now for Cracker Barrel. So I have about $200 of gift cards <laughs> when it's time to. up gift cards? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> Cracker Barrel is pretty awesome. It is, that's true. And it's also safe. That's the other thing. No, yeah. I understand that. If you. Done flying and driving with your kids? Yeah, we drove to Myrtle Beach with my daughter when she was like two and a half. How'd that go? Uh, That's a drive, man. It's, it's a drive. And like like you said, like you kind of go straight down. First of all, going through D.C. from New York is always terrible. You get past there, you make a left, and you just drive all the way through the Carolinas to get uh, to get there. The problem in that instance was my daughter was car sick as a kid, so we had to like <sighs> sit back with her and make sure she was okay and like dr- you know throw the garbage bag in front of her. She was going to start to get sick. Uh, but the drive Jeez. itself is fun because I like Mons. Now, again, there's an ocean of difference between one and six, and in terms yes. of like planning and whatever. And it was still kind of easy to get out the three of us. Like we stopped in Richmond and saw other places. So, like that was a fun trip. I don't even know right right now if I have the guts to do the four of us in a car to Florida one night stop. Like that just seems to be a lot. Like my kids now asking for things. 
I want to watch this movie. Where's my so music? So do you? But do you travel now with them? Um, I, maybe once a year. And you would fly. We would fly. Yeah. Okay. Like they're going to Vegas this summer to visit my wife's wow. high school, uh, college roommate, and they're gonna the three of them are gonna get on a plane and fly to to Vegas in July. Look, I'm partial to driving selfishly, and I think it is a little bit easier in that you get in a car, right. everybody's set, and you freaking drive. The thing I've run into with my son, he's better lately, is that at some moment in the middle of the car trip, he just loses his freaking mind. And right. he starts screaming and crying. We're talking more about when he's one, one and a half. And then I would take, we would take him out. We would stop. We would try something. And sometimes it was just completely inconsolable. You ever run into that? Yeah, we have. I mean, and what would you do? You can't do anything. No, I know. It's there, the worst. There isn't, there isn't a solution. That's the problem. And it's, I mean, it's completely understandable. They're tiny little things. They don't sure. understand it. You can't reason with them. You can't even reason with them. And my daughter is, does an amazing job in school. She's in the second grade, reads like on a, like a fifth grade level. Like she's super smart. But she's still, when push comes to shove, an eight-year-old. So you can't even reason with her at eight. Right. You're not going to do it at four. And that's a battle you just have to lose. But the thing is you can't lose it when you're trying to make time to wow. get somewhere, and you have Eight. reservations and a schedule to stick That's to. The, see, here's the, the thing I learned about flying and driving, okay? With flying, there is a schedule. You know, barring any kind of delay, you're going to get there, and it's going to be quick. The problem is when your kid loses their mind on a plane, as much as you want to tell yourself you don't care what anyone else thinks, you care what everyone else thinks. Yes. People are looking at you. They're giving you that, oh, eh, eh. Like we're purposely making our kid cry. Like, yeah, we're enjoying this. That's the one thing that happens to my kids. I don't even notice it now. <laughs> Some kids crying, whatever. <laughs> Which well, one is that? <laughs> someone's making noise. No, I mean, if I'm on an airplane and, like, someone's kid's crying, it doesn't even phase me. But you're, well, yeah, if you're on an airplane, you're not with your kids. Right. Right, because you're used to hearing that sound. But if you were on it's an almost airplane, comforting, to be honest with you. <laughs> Makes you yeah, remember that. <laughs> Sounds like home. <laughs> but if you're on an airplane, as much as you don't want to give a crap what people think, you're going to get those freaking dirty looks, and it's awful. As bad as they are in a car where you have to stop like you have, like I have, at least nobody's judging me. I'm on the side of the road making my son calm down. I don't have some schmuck staring at me like I'm evil because our kid is crying. Doesn't that make you feel better? Um, Makes me feel well, better. Except, though, to me, now, we've the farthest we've flown as a family is to, to Denver, and we survived that trip, luckily. Everything else is like it's a if it's even if it's two hours, two and a half hours of hell, like it's over. And I'm theoretically never gonna see that person who was judging me ever again. So you don't feel I mean that I way? feel it and but I'm trying to think now. I don't know that we've actually had a horrible my kids one time we had a delay and they were in a bad way in the in the terminal waiting to get on the plane because like, they again they don't understand what's going on. Right. Why haven't we left yet? The one thing about on the plane, we've been okay so far. The only issue I ever had was my little my son on my lap. Not even kicking because he was tiny, but like just putting his feet on the seat in front of me, <laughs> and the guy complained, and I'm like, dude, like we're he in, did complain. He like to you or to the students? No, to me. Flight like, attendant. He, like, I'm looked sorry. back and was like, he's kicking my chair, and I'm like, I know, I'm doing my best to make him not do it. You can hear me talking to him, telling him not to. I know you can. So like we're, I'm trying. Plus, you said that to him? Yeah. I was like, I'm doing the best I can, but he's tiny, and we're on a tiny plane. It's in coach. Like stuff happens. What did like, he say? What did Schmuck like, say? Uh, he was like, okay, well, you know, just you know. I, I got to be comfortable too, or something. And then he never said a word again. What a douche. Right? And I mean, but like, so like that was I the be comfortable too. worst thing. But like, it's yeah. just like you get, you get over it. I'd rather have three hours of, of hell on a plane than like 24 hours of driving See, madness. This is where I know you haven't tried flying with a kid, but I am on the side of just driving like Monzo but does. If love, it was up to me, I would always drive. Right. But you love driving, right? I do. But I also think that 
I haven't had anybody say anything on a plane. That's the whole funny part. And I've had some bad flights, okay. some horrible flights. No one has said anything. I think it's this idea that that's what they're thinking. And that's weird. Like, why should I care? I am always looking around as I'm trying to calm them down or my wife's calming them down. And I'm thinking, that schmuck is pissed at me. This moron. And it's in my head. And it makes the experience even worse than it already is. And when you're driving... Yes, it it's takes your, it's longer. Your own hell. It's my own hell. Yeah. I don't have to worry about the aspect of somebody else. Monzo doesn't have to worry about that because he's in this giant car where no one's judging that every kid is crying at the top of their lungs. But if you're on a plane with 100, 150 people, if three of them are being jerks to you, the other 147 are probably sympathetic to you because they've been in that situation or they've been apparently like, right Like, I wouldn't. I would never get mad at somebody on a plane, on the subway, on the train every morning with a crying kid because I know that that's a fight well, you're, you're a good most person. obviously going to lose. You're, you're obviously a good person. Yeah, you're okay. a very good person. So right now at this moment, you'd rather fly than drive. Yeah, you're in I'd, that world. I'd rather get somewhere as quickly as possible and waste time sounds bad, but I'd rather get to where I want to be and have more time there then plan an extra day on either end of, like, driving somewhere far away. Are your kids, Mon, so used? Because you've been doing this for so long. They're probably in that car driving to Florida when they're six months old. Are they now so used to it where they're calm in the car? Yeah, for the most part. Really? We don't really have any issues. I mean, the the baby last year would scream when she was hungry, but she was, you know, all you had to do was feed her. You know, so that, that would calm her down. <laughs> Simple <laughs> enough. You know, that was pretty much the, the you know, but they all have – they all have iPads. They all have Netflix. Hey, so well, that works, man. Yeah. It's a uh, – the way I, I explain that trip is that the commute, especially the way there, is really more about the parents than the kids because the vacation mean? is about the kids. So you need that drive. If you're driving, right, the, the safety of the kids is kind of in your hands, you know, and you want to make that trip, like, with good sanity, I guess. You don't want to be, like, pissed off during the ride. So, like, I, you know, I, I – that trip's about me, so all I wanted pretty much is them to be content and quiet. So I will go, my wife and I will go above and beyond to make sure that that trip is, if they want to watch the iPads the entire time yeah. or play Roblox the entire time, if that keeps them calm, I'm fine with it. And they what wanna, are you doing? Are you, like, listening to something no, completely I listen, different? Honestly, I was listening to something to wrestle with the first, last time, you know, because they're the Christmas. Like, I listen to, I like, it's a great like, podcast, Right, it's like way. three, Bruce it's, Pritchard, at first off, it's like four hours. Yeah. At least they were four hours. <laughs> no, so next thing you know, you're doing state state via podcast. <laughs> so... It was, what is it, your wife thinking about this? Doesn't she want to listen she's, to something? Uh, so she runs a business, and it's it was a good time for her to, like, respond to emails in quiet. Oh, okay. So, and, you know, she listens to, you know, music and podcasts, but she also will catch up on some sleep. I kind of— And I don't let her drive. Like, I want to live. Right. So um, <laughs> I always want, like— my, And I'm with that with everybody. If I'm, like, in a car, I prefer to drive. Oh, me too. So, That's why we can't drive together, because I'd, I'd kill you to drive. So it's—you uh, know, I don't care if people drive without me. Then you know, they can do whatever they want. But, you know, so I'm big with the driving. So it's, you know, it, it's the trip. Like, that portion of the trip is about me, and I want my sanity. So, so we you, do whatever they want for the 17 right. hours. So you find yourself when you're making that trip, because I've seen Jet evolve over the years because we made a lot of car trips. They are just quiet the whole time. You no, never I mean, have look, to stop the car. Know, sometimes they yell at each other, but that's just kids yeah, but do being you ever have to? Do you ever have to stop the car? No, never. Oh, my God. I mean, it, I mean, again, I would have to pull over. Uh, I don't want to get too graphic here, but... Uh, I you would can have, be graphic. It's a podcast. What are you going to say? No, no, no. I don't want to be graphic to, you know, the, the motherhood or whatever. But, like, oh. all right, so I have this big-ass okay. van. The baby last year, I would be, I would pull over so my wife can go to the back and, and breastfeed and drive while she's feeding the baby. So, like, 
you know that 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 I was like you. when we'd have to pull over, you know. But like as far as pulling over to like calm them down, I can't. I mean, maybe once in eight years, but that's not even me remembering if it actually happened. I know we got pulled over because I got you know two speeding tickets, but. <laughs> You know that's <laughs> <laughs> so you're speeding with your 15 right. person. Yeah, I guess doing, oh my god! Well, you know, you, you're on a highway and there's no one. You just kind of like all of a sudden zoom off a little bit yeah. and only realize you're going it, 85. It, it you know, it's easy to speed on yeah. 95, especially when you get to some of the southern states. The speed limit goes up to 70. Right. So now all of a sudden you really can go 75. I mean, honestly, 70. sometimes you're just keeping up with traffic and right. you don't realize you look down and you're going like 88. You yeah. Know? Like it's yeah. easy to. Do you in general drive different when you have kids in your car? Uh, a little slower, I suppose. Yeah. I definitely do. I mean, I'm not sure how much of a difference it makes, but... No, it doesn't make a difference. I think it's more of a mental thing that you want to be more careful. The other, the other thing I've noticed with that trip and, and the drive is also maximizing their sleep. So, like, we try and leave between 3 and 4, and I'm going to assume they're up for an hour. 3 and 4 in the PM? morning. In the oh, morning. In the morning. Okay. 3 and 4 in the morning. Maybe they stay up for, like, 45 minutes in the car. And then they fall asleep for, like, another 5 or 6 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, but yeah. you know, you're waking them up for, like... Late breakfast, early lunch. It's eleven o'clock or whatever. And I, they, I've done know. the same thing. I, I know driving at night isn't fun, but I actually like to drive at night because there's a great chance my son's just gonna be sleeping, and That's, then you don't have to worry about stopping a million times. And you'll drive through the night. Somewhere. Yeah. Well, See, I, I'm about a big fan of driving overnight. I don't mind starting in the overnight, but going through the night because of your tiredness or the other people on the road. The other people on the road. My yeah. so, I hate getting off to get gas at two in the morning at yeah. some random town where it's you know pump yourself. You don't know what the hell's lurking out there. That that that's the the negative is you don't know what's on the road. It's two o'clock in the morning. Somebody could be drunk. No, and if it's just be, me, I don't care. You know, right. whatever. But no, no, I agree with, with you. the family. You know, you know, you gotta put them. That's you know, the priority negative. one. That is know? the negative to it. You do. I do feel weird because I've done it a couple of times and I feel weird. I don't want to stop. I'm worried about everybody on the road because you never know at 2 o'clock in the morning. But it is peaceful because there's less people on the road, and the kid's going to be sleeping. Like, the odds are my son, and I'm sure your kids too, if it's 2, they're sleeping. And, you know, why are they going to be up to scream and yell or, or be upset about anything, right? Yeah, see, my, my issue now, and this is a personal one, is getting up at 3.15 every day, you know, Monday through Friday, to, to, to be here in the morning. Like, I'm a mess by, like, 6 o'clock at night. So, for me to then start driving, like, 8 p.m. through the night would be super dangerous. Um, but, I mean, I and I get your point in general. I think I'd prefer to do the Mons route and get up super early and start and right. get somewhere, you know, on the earlier side of the day. Yeah, no, and I'm I, I generally with you. My wife is not a fan of me driving in the middle of the overnight. So, it's not something I do very frequently whenever we do car trips. It's just I notice that that's a way to not have – my kid freak out, or probably most kids freak out if yeah. they're listening because they're sleeping at that time. The thing I noticed, and I don't know if you pass this when you go to Florida, but I was driving back from North Carolina once. And south of the border? It wasn't south of the border. I didn't get that far because I was in North Carolina. South of the border is the border of North Carolina and South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. And it's a really cool place. I mean, it's cheesy south of the border, but it is what it is. I get in the car to drive back, and my son is he's freaking out. Nothing is calming him down. And the first rest stop in Virginia... I-95, I think I-95, I-95, entering the state of Virginia, there's a welcome to Virginia rest stop. And at this rest stop is a freaking slide and a swing and just a jungle gym for kids. And I thought it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I never saw that, or maybe I never noticed it off a rest stop for all the years I've been traveling. Stop the car, get out. Oh, my God, my son never wanted to leave. I mean, here's this. this. <laughs> and that was the next fight. Right. Was, was yeah. trying to get out so of there. So upset again when they left. That what, there was. Yeah. yeah, well, after about 20 minutes, I realized, okay, 
now we gotta go. But they got, I'm telling you, I don't know if your kids like that kind of crap. I mean, no, you of got, course. They do. They should put that in every rest stop in America. I mean, think about that. Yeah, you buy my kids some candy and they're good too. Magazine, now that they can, my daughter can read. Oh, look okay. at that. Yeah. Well, and she can read in the car while you're driving? A little bit. She'll get nauseous eventually again. So we're back to the possibility of somebody puking in the back seat. But it's, uh, you know, it kills sometimes. By the way, on a very similar note, I want to say that this time of year you should be very careful when you're driving because right now police officers are going to be even more careful giving you tickets if you do not buckle your safety belt. So there's no good excuse. Even if you're getting in your car and you're, yeah, I'm just going around the block. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going around the block. Buckle up. I forgot to put it on doesn't work as an excuse. In 2017, 10,076 people, that's a huge number, died in motor vehicle crashes because their seatbelt wasn't on. That's the reason, because their seatbelt wasn't on. It's a horrible excuse to say anything, anything that involves not putting your seatbelt on. And here's the other thing I don't understand. When you get in your car, I know when I get in my car, if I don't put my seatbelt on, ding, 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 ding. Who the hell wants to hear that annoying sound? So the bottom line is this. Buckle your safety belt. Believe it or not, 10% of the population still doesn't want to wear their seatbelt when driving, even with the ding going off. So as you venture out, buckle your safety belt. Hashtag click love. Buckle up. Don't be stupid. Anyhow, is that is that a sponsor or a PSA? Anyhow, you got a sponsor on this podcast. <laughs> I was waiting for the tagline. Where is it brought to you by Nitsa? Where is it that? brought what I'm to you reading. by Nitsa? There you go. Anyhow, unbelievable, <laughs> guys. I do a podcast too. <laughs> I gave my son a heart attack recently because so you know he's again five, and my daughter's eight, so. They get in the car themselves. They can buckle themselves up. And usually by the time I open up the door and they climb in, I walk around, get into my seat, put my belt on, situate whatever. They're they're already in their seat all buckled up. So I just start to back out of the driveway. I don't check anymore because they, right. they just do it. He forgot to buckle up or he wasn't done yet. And I started to move the car. Full-on tears. Oh, wow. Screaming. I'm not buckled in. I'm not <laughs> buckled in. I'm like, dude. Look, it's fine. We haven't left the driveway yet. I'm going like 1.4 miles per hour. What was he listening to Evan's last podcast? (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny? And I think we're all very similar in age. I have been brainwashed that I would not even feel comfortable being in a car without my seatbelt on. I'm brainwashed. You couldn't. I couldn't start my car without reaching over and putting it. Yeah. Putting it on. Plus they ding now. Well, like like I was saying, that happens too. But my parents. I don't know if your parents were like this. When I was a kid. Their first reaction would not to be not to put their seatbelt on. No, and sometimes eventually they would. Now they always do. But it seems as if that phenomenon started to change as we were growing up. That it is like, how do you drive a car without putting your seatbelt on? Right. Like, well, I, I actually can't even believe that stat that ten percent ten percent of people don't because that doesn't even make sense to me. My, my dad's in that ten percent. Really? Like he'll he just if he's driving by himself and he'll just be like whatever. I'm like okay. I mean you're an idiot. He'll be if, if he's the time he's in my car, he's in the passenger seat. He's the person that can sit there while it's beeping. I'm like, Dad, that's your belt. You got it. Like for me, you got to put it on because I can't listen to that noise the entire time. Right. And then he like reluctantly do it. He just isn't an annoying old man sometimes about stuff. No, I get that. So do you? Obviously, driving is how you prefer. You would prefer flying because it's quicker and yeah. more efficient. Although I do want to take a train trip. You have you you haven't done that yet with a kid? No, not, not a long trip. Not like. For fun, not like to actually get somewhere. But what is that? My kids like trains, so like you know, my oh, the train at Disney World or no, something. No, 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 like that. Like I would 
drive to New Jersey Transit like four stops, you know, right. just to get him on a train. Oh, really? You, know? you yeah. actually did that as yeah. an activity? Yeah. Not a bad idea. I'm I, I, I within walking distance of a train station, right. so it's it's an did easy. You to, oh you? no, you know what? That's that's completely true. My oldest son and I took the train to the garden a couple times. Oh, okay. So did, when you went on New Jersey Transit for four stops, did you actually have to buy a ticket? No, the kids just... are actually free. Yeah. Oh, really? And I got my I actually got myself a ticket on the app. Oh wow! And it, you know, so you like, did, but yeah. you didn't really have to, right? Well, the guy comes up to you and is like, immediately, because I know on Long Island Railroad you can get away with you know three, four I suppose, stops. Well, yeah, I, I they... suppose, but why risk it? No, I, <laughs> I guess ri- now with the app you can risk it, and as soon as you see him, you can buy it. Yeah, real quick. exactly. What do you do? Is it just iPads to keep your kids quiet when they're in the car? Is that the thing that distracts them? Yeah, I mean, no. My wife will bring like coloring books, and uh, you know, she'll bust out. New. I mean, you can hire thing. a clown to work the back of the van. Right, I have. I, 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 I pay McMonagle to dress up. <laughs> you know, to raise from his job. So, um, <laughs> so no, I, the iPad. You know, sometimes instead of like an activity on an iPad, I'll put. You know, you have those things that you put on a seat, so like it almost like a TV. You put on a movie. I'll right. go to I want Moana or something like that. It'll be on or, uh, you know. So it's it's. You know, or sleep. Like, it's kind of like sleep, iPad. Now, my as Andrew said, you know, some of my oldest can read, so they're really in the reading, you know, Captain Underpants. And yeah. my son likes Pro Wrestling Illustrated, so he wow. reads that. So. <laughs> Your kid is reading Pro Wrestling Illustrated? Yeah. That's kind of cool. When they were younger, when your kid was two and a half and you were driving your daughter, what would you do? Because... Did they have an iPad then, too? Is that what you would do to calm her down? Yeah, the, the first thing they had was uh, was like the Amazon Fire thing. It was right. Like the, kind of like a low-budget iPad, less features. Um, and we put stuff on there. Now my wife drives an Acadia, and that has the DVD players in the back of the front seats. And they're separate, so they can each watch their own thing, which is awesome. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'd, and we would – a lot of times on long trips, one of us would sit in the back when it was just my daughter – we would just sit back there to be with so you could see her, especially when she was still facing backwards in the car seat. And just, you know, you could hand her things, play with stuff. You could read to her. Um, but, yeah, once she once she became, like, a full-fledged, like, person and, like, needed to be entertained, she had some kind of iPad-like thing in front yeah, of her. Sometimes my son will just sit there and not do anything yeah. for long stretches of time and not even need the, the constant entertainment because the iPad's a good way to go. I call that the Minko. <laughs> that's, that's a good name for it. Because the iPad, I don't know about you, I don't want my kid always on the iPad. No. I don't want them to become too reliant on I'm against that. Against what? If you're on a car trip, like, to me, like, that car trip's about you. I understand at home, but, like. No, no, that's all I'm saying. I I agree. I just think that if if you do a 20-hour car trip and your kid's on an iPad for 18 hours, doesn't that make them then also want to use the iPad when they're home? Yeah, but, I mean, they use it at home. Obviously, they have school and stuff, so it separates time with doing that, but. You know, to me, that trip's got a, you know, a long trip. Now, two-hour trip's a different story. Right. And, and I, you know, just sit there, relax, look out the window, you know, count the license plates, just whatever. But, uh, you know, to me, if you want that trip to go smoothly without screaming and disasters, you know, you got to do whatever it oh, takes. Oh, no, no, I agree with you about that. I think when you're driving, you just got to make, you got to survive it, right? You just right. got to find a way to get through it. Yeah. So it's not like I'm taking the iPad away saying, I don't want you to, I don't want too much of that. We're on a car trip. In general, I don't want them to have too much of it or him to have too much of it. But on a car trip, you're just looking to get out of it alive. Yeah, the only we have rules for the video. Like you can't, if we're going to the supermarket. You can't watch it. We got to be on a highway, and we've got to be going like an actual, like probably an hour. With the, I'll say, okay, go ahead. Or sometimes you guys know it. You just and you need quiet. So yeah. then everything goes out the window. Whether you're going ten minutes or ten hours, like there's sometimes where I just don't want to answer another question, or I don't want to have them fighting anymore. <laughs> 
so you you guys whatever watch whatever you want just what? so I have a tiny little break. I'm not at that point yet where Jed is asking me questions. He can communicate, but he's not asking me a million questions. What are those questions you get when they're three years old? Um, well, you about know, about life. I think we're we're lucky in that about the Mets. <laughs> I wish my my kids are I think naturally at least now kind of naturally inquisitive, so they ask a lot of questions like what they see out the window. Um, every once in a while, we get into that stereotypical like rapid fire nine questions in four second thing why and even the the never ending how come how come i don't understand um and then i'm just like because that's why jake and then (laughs) somehow eventually that's enough for him to move on but they 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 actually end up asking i think for for you know being eight and five pretty good questions that ends up making me like reassured that like their brains are working correctly that they, they see things they can think about it and process it and have something close to an actual like adult conversation about things i'm so excited to answer these questions i can't wait for the rapid fire questions yeah but some of them are stumpers man you well, got i i don't know why i remember this i don't know how much you remember from when you were a kid but i remember being i don't even know four or five years old right asking, just started the midday show yeah <laughs> i just started and i asked I joe working overnights and i asked my dad this question and i remember my dad's like i i, I don't know i said how come people from around the world look different you know very simple like why why, why do people look different who are from Asia? Why do people who are from uh, Europe look different? Why didn't they, like, specifically tell me why? And my dad was like, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and he's not a religious guy, so he didn't want to just go with the, God created everybody. And he's just, I remember him, I think he may have been making it up. Well, the weather around the world is different. <laughs> and I'm, so, I'm waiting for the day where Jet asks me a question like that, that I really, I don't have an answer. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea because yeah. I'm not going to that God did it thing. No, I'm not a I'm not a religious guy. I don't you, know, you are God, you know, God bless you, no pun intended. But I'm looking forward to that challenge. Have you ever gotten a question that weird yet? Um or not, that good yet. It's not weird, it's good. Not I mean awkward question. They happened the other day the other day we were at my daughter's softball game and a father was talking to me and I couldn't remember who his daughter was. So the game ends, I'm in the dugout taking my daughter's cleats off, and I'm like, and I point to him, I go, Abby, whose dad is that? And as he's walking towards us, she doesn't answer, doesn't answer. When he's in earshot, he goes, oh, that's Amelie's dad. <laughs> and I'm like, so now he knows that I'm trying to figure out who he is. Wow. So there's, yeah, there's always some. The social cues aren't there no, yet. No, they're not there yet. It's like when we're in an elevator, Jet will stare straight into the eyes of whoever's in that elevator. I'll tell you what, though. Tr- do your best. Like, my kids now are not great still, like, responding to people. Like, even just, hey, good morning, how are you? Right. Or, like, oh, that's a pretty dress. Like, you have to say thank you. Or, like, they'll say nice hello. Right. You're, like, Very lovely. No one can hear you. That, to me, is a big thing. Like, I, that's, like, my number one pet peeve. Like, I don't want people thinking that my kids are, you <laughs> know, or whatever. antisocial, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a one of my daughters has no sh- had. I mean, maybe she's a little more conscious of it now that she's seven. But like, she had no shame in asking people any question about their body. Oh my god! So like, we had Where's to like, going? right? So, <laughs> so we I had to take her. We were in Disney, funny enough, and yeah, of course. I had to take her to the doctor for something. She had like a, a little rash on her face, whatever. So the doctor had gold teeth, and she asked her like, "Why are your teeth gold?" And I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> you know, she's like, oh, you know, because I made a mistake when I was young. And I'm like, <laughs> so, like, a couple months ago, I went to a store, and there was the, the woman that worked there was a young woman, and she had some ailment with her legs in which she had to use a chair or something like that. And I asked my daughter, I'm like, do not ask her why she's wearing those. And then as soon as we got outside, she's like, why'd you tell me not to ask her? Because I'm like, I knew you were going to ask her right away. 
and it was you know it would have been weird. But see, I, I maybe I'm crazy because I'm not in that experience. I think that'd be so awesome because now you have an excuse to get these awkward answers that you would never ask. I mean, think about it. We're never going to ask somebody that, but a kid can get away with anything. So your kid's taking the bullet for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I wasn't curious. I, I knew that she, the woman had, had some situation. I didn't, you know. Yeah, but it's interesting. want to make her feel bad. No, not to make them feel bad, but it's interesting to see how they respond. Like, that answer about the gold teeth is one of the greatest responses you could ever have. Because that person is going to make your kid brush their teeth now. Or maybe not brush their teeth because they're going to say right. they want gold teeth. They like gold teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Now my son asks me, like, who won the 1998 Royal Rumble? Oh, my God. I don't remember off the top of my head. Come on, dude. You know Stone Cold Steve I, I, Austin I used that. that year as an example. I'm just oh, saying okay. in general. I'm sorry. Like, who, who was the first hardcore champion? I'm like, Mick Foley. That's right. <laughs> Got that one. Very good. What's the biggest piece of advice for anybody listening right now who has a young child who is embarking on one of their first long road trips on how to survive it? See, I thought you were going to ask me road trips or fatherhood in general, because I actually do have a, a legit answer for this. A, a legit answer to fatherhood in no, general? No, no, no. I thought you meant, like, parenting, like, you know, because... To well, me, you can answer both if you'd like at this point. Because I, I have, so, I, if anybody asks me a parenting advice, yeah, and I'm, it doesn't happen a lot, but what I could tell people is, and it works for hardships as well, because I've been kind of saying this, is like do what's best for you. Don't like listen to what other people tell you. Meaning, like, oh, oh, I got you. Like, for example, like I, I had a a cousin who only liked to sleep in his car seat on like a dry a dryer, like mm-hmm. a washer and dryer. And that sounds weird, right? Yeah. But it, it bought his parents like four hours of sleep with the kid. Now, some people would be like, well, that's weird. Don't do that. You know, do whatever's best for you as a parent to get by. There's no rules. There's no, you know, there's not that you don't do anything wrong as a parent if it gets you a couple hours of, of peace well, you and sanity. You could do something wrong. No, 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 yes. don't, don't, put to... your, don't put your kid in a crib with a bunch of knives. Yes, <laughs> I don't think yeah. I need to tell you that. Okay. But, you know. Do whatever's best for you that help. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, doing things a little weird with your kid. No, I agree with that. As long as it's safe and there's no long-term ramifications to no, it, yes. don't feel as if don't you cover should your, be. Your don't your cover your kid with A1 and put him in a, put a room in a pit bull. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I mean, there's common sense. I, and I'm then just there's... making sure here. I'm just clarifying here. But, like, well, same thing with the trip. The best advice is, like, again, do what's best for you guys. Don't, you know, don't not do something because, you know, it's frowned upon or something right. like well, that. What is frowned upon, though? I don't know. You were talking about too much uh, sp- uh, screen time. No, no, you know what? It's not frowned upon. It's not something that anybody told me. My thought is, and I'm, I'm lucky because I've noticed this with Jet. We give him an iPad a lot. He watches this thing called Blippy for those who are aware of it. Baby Blippy. Shark, all that. Not Blade Baby. Do you know who Blippy is? No. Do you no. know who Blippy is? I somehow have. Kids, all six have iPads, or five of the six have iPads. Never heard of Blippy. Blippy's amazing. So it's this guy. Actually, I think he served. I think he served in the Navy. Comes back. This is the story. I think this is the story. And made a video for his nephew. Just dressed up and, you know, like playing and having fun. Nephew loved it and started making videos. So basically, it's, it's an educational thing. Like, he teaches the kids about colors and words and going in slides and going to play baseball. Like, everything. My kid's obsessed with it, loves Blippy, 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 and it's educational. I mean, he's learned so much from it, and they've got a version in Spanish, which is great, because we're trying to teach him Spanish, too, because his mom speaks Spanish, and his uh, grandparents speak Spanish. So I was just always worried in general, not because someone told me, I don't want him to be over-reliant on an iPad, right? You know, because we didn't grow up with iPads, so it's different for us. We learned about iPads And I'm surprised that even though we do go to it on road trips, I go to it to calm him down if I want him to sit there for dinner. He doesn't really watch it that much anymore. Like, it's not something he needs throughout the day. I look at the iPad as this security blanket that can calm him down in a stressful situation, but it's not even used that often. There are days he doesn't look. He doesn't ask me that that iPad. 
which is amazing. You would think based on the way we were using it, that's what I was worried about. I didn't want him to always need his iPad, and he doesn't. That's my only point. And I think I've been fortunate, I don't know how everybody else is, where I don't think he needs it, but it's always like a good thing to go to to calm him down, whether no, it's a long car It's amazing how good they are with the iPads, too. Yeah. Like, it's, it's insane. Dude, within a day, they figure it out. I, my, my daughter, who's one, like, knows how to go into my phone and find stuff, and she just turned one. It's wow. just insane. Yeah. I think it was the same thing with Jed. It was really, really quick. Well, I, I think the important thing is, and it's kind of what, what Mons was just saying, is, like, everything is, there's context to everything. Like, my son now wants to play Minecraft because his buddies play Minecraft. So, like, I'd rather him – he could play maybe max 30 minutes and he's just sitting there doing God knows what on that thing, and then then he needs to take a break. But if he was – which he'll do this sometimes, like, he'll watch, like, he would if I let him, like, three straight episodes of, like, Planet Earth and, like, watch hmm. animals. like And that, to me, like, he's actually – and he's and I can – because he'll ask me questions, like, he's, he's actively watching it and, like, thinking about what he's seeing and – why does the animal do that, and why is it like that there in the weather or whatever? So, like, I'm okay. Like, that doesn't bother me. A half an hour of nonsense bothers me. But if they're going to watch something right. that makes them think. No, you're right. My daughter likes cooking shows, and she, like, thinks about, like, how I, I would I want to make that. Or, like, I wouldn't have made that choice of, like, I would have made pink icing, not purple icing. Like, she's she's actually using her brain, right, right. not just sitting there mindlessly, you know, being a lump. So, like, I'm – so then – then you can have more time. Yeah, sure, watch a second episode right. because they're getting something out of it. I will give you this one plane issue I had, which obviously you haven't faced because your kids haven't been on a plane. It sounds like your plane experiences have been okay. So far, yeah. So I've had a few plane experiences. They've mostly been bad. Mostly it's involved <laughs> him crying and freaking out and whatnot. Uh, this last time we took him on a plane, we didn't put a car seat there. You could actually put a car seat on the chair, yeah. and he sits in the car seat. We didn't do it this time. So he sits in his seat, got the safety belt on before the plane takes off. Everything's going great. Like, wow, this is actually going to work. He's got his cars. He's playing with it. Life is good. All of a sudden, we're about to take off. Freaks out. Tries to stand up. Tries to take his seatbelt off. So I'm like, all right, let me take it off. I'll have him in my arms. Freaks out. The flight attendant comes over and says, sir, the kid needs to be. She's nice. Your son needs to be sitting in the chair. We're about to take off. I said, okay. He freaks out, goes onto the ground, hides under the chair, and I can't get him. (laughs) Now my wife takes over. She can't get him. Right. Flight attendant, very nice. I'm not ripping her. Says, we cannot take off until your son is in the chair. Everybody hears this. Yeah. Screaming under the chair. My wife can't pick him up. At this point, the flight attendant says, because I had moved to a different chair probably at the beginning of this process, she now tells me, I can't get up from my chair. You can't help her out. You need to keep your seatbelt on. I was like, excuse me, can I help? I mean, my wife is trying to grab my son from under the chair. I'm sorry you can't get up now. Sounds mortifying. Yeah. Dude, you I... should never fly again. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I saved this for the end. So I'm like, baby, I, I wish I could. I'm stuck. These are rules are rules. <laughs> <laughs> rules are rules, baby. So finally. See you when we get there. I mean, this is the longest three minutes of my life. This someone's had someone had to film this. This has got to be on YouTube. I, I don't know. I mean, and, and I will admit, as I said earlier, I'm I'm thinking everybody's cursing me out. I think people were compassionate. I do. Because nobody, I didn't, I, for, in that moment, I felt as if people cared, even though we're literally de- delaying flying. And in the, my brain over these three minutes, I'm like, what the hell is going to happen? They're going to kick us off the freaking plane. They like, can't. Your son's trapped in the seat. <laughs> so fi- I don't know how my wife did it. All of a sudden, I see him come up from under the chair. She puts him down. His eyes are just beat red. And maybe he was just tired. And he sat there. And we took off. And that three-minute experience is why I don't want to fly. Now, I am going to fly. 
because there's just certain places you got to fly to. And I'm going to do it again. And I'll keep you posted. There will be a flight soon with my son. Uh, but, film it. Dude, these, these, those three minutes, I, they still haunt me. But look at it this way. Maybe you got your horrible experience out of the way, and it'll never be that bad again. Maybe I'm still waiting for mine, so I'm sitting here telling you that it's not a big deal. You should do it. You've already had yours. Maybe yeah. they'll be clear sailing the rest of the way now. Boy, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, as, as he's under the <laughs> chair, and the woman's like, you I take it off? <laughs> what airline, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I can't, yeah, Honestly, I don't even remember. The airline was very – I have no issue with the airline because I guess that's an F, FAA rule. So I'm not mad at them. Right. And she was nice. It was just I didn't know – we didn't know what to do. What the hell are you supposed to do? And people have probably, they, they probably were judging us. What terrible parents can't control their kids. You might have lost That's a few when they said we can't leave until he gets up. <laughs> then people might have been like, okay, enough of this. <laughs> Get your kid in his seat. Probably so. Well, thank you, Brian Monzo, father of six children. Thank you. Quickly, names, ages, go. Oh, Jesus. Uh, names and ages, that's easy. Colton, uh, eight, will be nine in July. Uh, Scarlett is seven. Vivian is six. Lorelai is four. Brooks is two. And Aurora is one. That's very good. Go ahead, Bogus. Uh, Abby, Abby is eight and Jake is five. All right. Jed is two and a half. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Evan right. Roberts I guess podcast. your next kid is not going to be named Cano, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> next week in NBA Finals preview and in two weeks, the highly anticipated John Minko interview. You're you, not going to want to miss that Are one. you doing it with Bruce Pritchard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've invited him. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts podcast.